This is the story of two sisters, Jessica Tate and Mary Campbell. These are the Tates. And these are the Campbells. And this is... Ron and Anian. Where this industry has gone and where we've gone as a society and what we think cars are, you know, electric cars. <laughs> the car doctor. The problem is it's nine years old, it's 130,000 miles, and then my next question is always, you know, what sort of documented service record does it have? Welcome to the radio home of Ron and Anian, the car doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your calls at 855-560-9900. And now... Absolutely Here's Ronnie. Hey, it's time to start your engines. Hello and welcome. Ron and Andy and the Car Doctor here at the helm at 855-560-9900. Here to take your calls and answer your questions. Whatever you've got going on, whatever bothers you about that thing out in the garage or out on the street, that device you drive during the week to get by during the week, and maybe on the weekend, but we're here to talk about your car and its problems. So give us a call, 855-560-9900. That is the Car Doctor's 24-7 phone number. You can call that 855 number and leave a message if we're not on the air. We originate Saturday afternoons, East Coast time 2 to 4 p.m and we can uh, take your call live at that time or you can call leave a message executive cook and uh, executive cook chief bottle washer no phony the real deal not baloney how would that go would that be not a lot of baloney no phony the often imitated never duplicated inimitable thomas ray yes that would be me hello yes sir how are you this week doing okay Um, doing okay yeah Um, by the way i meant to ask you how's your daughter's escape Doing very well. Matter of uh, fact, you're going to see it next week for an oil change when she comes home for a break. Yay. So uh, I was just wondering about that car. So the alternator fixed that car. Yeah, it's yeah. working fine. She hasn't yeah. had one complaint. Well, there you go. Well, except yeah. when she listens to the car doctor, but, well, you know. Uh, you know, but, yeah, because well, she wants to know how come she didn't have him for a dad. Because uh, at least at least I'm smart. No, she, <laughs> no, she actually is very thankful, so uh, yeah, well, she doesn't. I can understand that. Um, can I go back to the show now? Okay, thank you. So. Tom and I love each other. How, I've known Tom, um, geez, too long, and uh, 25 years? At least. Yeah. And uh, yeah. we, we've been working right. well here on the show And I remember, I remember the first years. The first thing I ever said to Tom Ray, here's Tom Ray, vice president of WR Radio, Buckley Broadcasting, New York City. We're off on our side here, folks. And we're, I'm talking to Tom, and I, I'm listening to him for five minutes, and I said, gee, you're nothing like everybody says. And he says, what does everybody say? I said, everybody says you have an ego so big you can't get through the door. And Tom said, yeah, I don't think so. And you know what he has? He, Tom doesn't have an ego. If Tom has anything, Tom has brilliance because he is that smart. But hey, there's no ego involved. It's, nah, we just, it's, we just make it work. You know, we, just, we just make it work. You know, get me on, get me it, on air with like a, you, you. You get the car working. So, just, you know? Tom would get me on air with a juice can and a string in the middle of the Sahara Desert. He would. It's, and sometimes we've done that, haven't we, Tom? <laughs> oh, most certainly. Yeah, there, are, most, there have been times. <laughs> there have been some stories that you guys don't see behind the screen about what's, what's going on. And, you know, Tom's like, shut up and start talking. I think we're on the air okay so to prove the point let's see if it all works let's go over and talk to george in vermont 82 ford f100 george my gosh let's see i was um i was eight years out of high school when this truck was new so uh i'm dating myself what can i do for you today george i'm looking for uh well first of all uh thank you for my call and um long time listener thank you and last year 
fall sometime. You mentioned something about where people can find old car parts, new, old stock. For Fords. For Ford and other vehicles. I don't know if it was up in Michigan or something. No, it was it was Illinois or Indiana. I, I believe it's Illinois. Green, you're gonna do you have a computer, George? No. Um, you got to get hold of somebody with a computer because the best way to access their inventory is online. Unfortunately, everything's online these days. But you're looking for green Ford parts sales or green sales, one or the other. I'll have Tom. Tom, do me a favor. Google that. We'll put it out on air. Um, so maybe, maybe, did you find it already? Green Sales Company, and that's G-R-E-E-N like the color. G-R-E-E-N like the color. Uh, where are they located? In, in Illinois, Indiana? I know they're in the Midwest somewhere. Here it comes. And the answer is, and we get a drum roll, nothing. Tom broke the Internet. What did break the Internet? I haven't found it on their website yet. There's so much to look at. Well, there is, and that's the point. you got to get somebody with a, um, what's, the, what's the web address, Tom? Greensales.com? I think that's what it is. Greensalescompany.com. Greensalescompany.com. So you got to get somebody with a computer, George, because you can probably look it up vis-a-vis that. Now, if by some occurrence they don't have it, what you can do, you know, you're looking for a proportioning valve for the brakes. Yes, sir. There's yep. there's enough aftermarket brake companies out there building hot rods, and, you know, trucks are all the rage now. They've been for a while, modifications and brake kits and such. I would think you could go and search, again, back to the computer thing, um, you know, finding an aftermarket company that would have a proportioning valve that would fit in place of what you have. You might have to put some fittings on it and change some of the ends, but it'll work. So it's it's not a complete uphill battle. Uh, yeah, Tom, what do you got? Uh, Tom's wrote it down for me. Yeah, Green Sales Company in Cincinnati, Ohio. All right. I'm, I'm sure if they still uh, take phone calls, you could uh, probably look up a phone number and, and question them that way. All right, but that's that's actually the company that most of the dealers go to. Okay. And, you know, it's it's there the first stop that most of the Ford dealers I've heard of. And, matter of fact, my guys use on a regular basis. I know exactly where they're going, and, you know, that's okay. So. Yeah, I've run across a few in some of the books that I have, uh, National Parts Depot, um, but it doesn't even look like it. You have to turn it manually to adjust it. Right, it's a manual it's adjust. Yeah, turning. and that's you know that's more yep. for the hot rod performance stuff. Here, here's the phone number. You got a pencil, George? Yes, sir. 513-731-3304. All right. Zero four. Yes, sir. Okay. Zero no zero four. Five one three seven three one three three zero four. Give them a call. See what they can do for you. All right, thank you very much. You're very welcome, George. Good luck Have to you and your day. hunt. You're welcome. Just take good care. Let's go talk to uh, Mort in Maine. Ninety nine Chevy Silverado. Hello. Yes, Mort. How can I help you, sir? Yes, sir. Hi. Yes, yeah, sir. I've got a seven um, yeah, ninety nine Silverado. It's the second generation, so it's the one with the four point eight V eight. Right. Uh, I've got five speed manual, uh, four-wheel drive, and the rest uh, I don't think matters to the question. What what happened is I'm driving down the road a couple days ago, and I hear a sound like somebody had snapped a pencil when I was in the cab. And immediately after that, I get a cyclic noise coming out of what sounds like the the, uh, front left area of the truck. 
and I can feel the vibration on the floor whenever the cycling noise happens. The noise sounds more like uh, my first impression was a, a heat shield or gown loose, or possibly the uh, inner shield by the uh, uh, brake rotor, by the um, disc brake. Yeah, by the disc brake had had come loose and, and it you know moved or something. Right. I got it. I got it home and I took it up and put it up on the uh, floor. Um, lifts in the back, and I got the tires off the ground so I can spin the tires with the motor. And didn't hear a sound, crawled underneath, shaking everything, all the universals, front the back, nothing. Couldn't find a thing. So after that, I said, okay, I need some numbers now. I'm, I'm an engineer, so I needed some numbers. So I took it out on the road at 30 miles an hour. Uh, and over 30 seconds, I got 64 cycles of noise. And calculating back that, that, that back down, the means the truck traveled 20.6 feet every time I'd get a noise, which didn't account for a one-to-one -one rotation to the tire, because the tire perimeter of the tire is only seven and a half, seven and a half feet every time it goes around once. Okay. So it's not like a one-to-one -one ratio, and I was in fourth gear, so I'm going well. If it was faster than that, I could, I could, you know, deal with possibly a tranny problem, but when it's uh, the cycles are less are, are less than the frequency of one rotation of a tire. I'm going. What could that be? Well, let's let's so, let's let's back up a second here, Mort. Mort. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Uh, did you drive it when it was on the jack stands? Did you try running the vehicle? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And you don't hear anything. Not a thing. Okay. So. And I tried. Go ahead. Did you, I was going to say? Did you try moving the tires? Yeah, I, I did my typical shaking the tire up and down, back and forth, spinning it by hand. Well, no, 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 I'm saying, Nothing. did you try rotating the tire? Did you take the left front and move it to the right oh. rear? Oh, okay. No, I haven't done that yet. Um, no. I, I don't think it's the tire, but just on the chance that it is. All okay. right. Is there any kind of vibration in the vehicle? Yeah, I get I get a vibration only on the floorboard right underneath my left foot. Is it is it is it harsher under acceleration, under load? No. Does it, it uh, does it change from four wheel drive to two wheel drive, or is it? It's just it's just. No, a, that's that's the bug me. Yeah, it's the same same noise. Okay. Uh, did you take a no, real hard look? Now ninety nine. I'm trying to remember. That should be a constant velocity front axle, correct? Or is this a straight front axle? No, it's con It's uh, well, it has a differential in the front. Right, it has a differential, but does it have a differential with with flanged? I'm trying to remember what ninety nine looks like. 99 should be a, a, a center carrier with flanged yeah. axles, right? Look like big front-wheel drive drive axles? Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, it, has pro it has what I call prop shafts, yeah. Right. The, um, the, boots yeah. Are, the boots are intact. All the boots look okay? Yeah, yeah. Boots, boots are good, yeah. My um, mechanic had looked at it no okay. more than six months ago, and, and he passed me on inspection, so. Right. So, so does it change if you put it in four-wheel drive? No. So it's it's still nope. there. Yeah, and it's upper and lower four wheel, high low four and even in neutral. Well not in neutral, I don't get anything. Okay. The 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 one thought I've got is let's let's start thinking yep. about what it's not. Let's prove what it's yeah, not. Let's let's get to the let's get to the, the, the fill plug on the differential. Pull it yep. out, stick a magnet in there. You got a bendable magnet? Or, or if it's been a while since you serviced the diff, if you want to kill two birds with one stone, service the front diff, filter the fluid. Does it show any yeah. signs of well, metal I, or, or contaminant? 
Right. I did a full, complete, all five cavities of oil last uh, summer. Okay. Well, you know. You know, all differentials, all yeah. trannies. You know, to, to do it again won't hurt. I mean, if you want to do it with a magnet, do it sure. with a magnet. But let's start. Let's start looking at what it can't be. All right. I um I fixed yeah. I fixed the Volvo this week that the that the person had somebody else put axles in it. We went round and round and round, and finally I said, let's prove what it's not. They put two Chinese axles in the car. Chinese, the Chinese and, and the Swedes don't seem to get along. Although I think China now does own Volvo, so that might be a whole other story. But they put aftermarket Chinese axles in this Volvo. It was a turbo car. When you went from thirty to fifty miles an hour, and you put your foot in it to go for passing gear, the whole the whole car shuddered and shook. I said, "Let's put an axle well, in it. Let's okay. just go with your gut." You know, let's because I looked at everything yeah. else and I couldn't find anything else wrong with it. Sure enough. The the aftermarket axle was three quarters, almost an inch in diameter. The the Volvo axle was two and a half inches in diameter, axle shaft strength. Wow. So it was yeah. just it was just twisting and winding it up. Prove to me what it is. Yeah, let me show me what's good. Yeah, let me let me. I, I remembered one other event that was starting to occur at the same time. All right, I'll tell you what. Let me pull uh, over and take this I, pause. Let me pull over and take this okay, pause, sure. and we'll, we'll we'll finish up with you when we come back. I'm running in the car doctor. We're back right after this. Keep Ron's number handy, 855-560-9900, for when you really need advice on your car. Here's Ron. Hey, let's get back to Morton, Maine. Mort, you're still there, sir. You were going to yep, tell sorry. me You were gonna tell me an addendum uh, to the story about the 99 Silverado. Yeah, I had a, another event, which is uh, because where I lived, I, I passed across a pair of railroad tracks on, on, when I was making my test, and that left front sounded like, she bottomed out like the shock wasn't even there. And that was the strangest thing. And, and then I started looking for potholes, which are easy to find up here. Right. And I started heading toward the fuel and just to see if it would repeat. And it did repeat. Well, and that's new too. But, but you're also, so, but, you're, I, I but, but you're also saying you have a rotational noise. Yeah. Right. So, you know, in thinking about it, my, my question is, when you checked the front end for looseness, were you wiggling the front end with the tire on or off the vehicle? Uh, tire on. Tire on. And there's no play whatsoever yeah. in that wheel bearing, left front? No, no, right. no. Will, will, will wheel bearings are pretty much new. Will, will the axles from the left and the right, will they swap side to side? Uh, I doubt it. I think the uh, differential is offset. It's not so, centered, so, so this I'm is... So they're two different. Okay. And the U-joint itself looks good. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do mine with a uh, kind of like a, a narrow crowbar. Get it in there and start shaking it back and forth. And see if I can get it. That, to, that, uh, should, that should be more than enough. Um, I've got to think that, you know, either we're dealing with something in the differential. Yeah. Or... <sighs> And you, and you don't hear it. Did you when you when you drove this up in the year? Did somebody sit in the vehicle and run it? Uh, yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah, well, I, I would, I would well, put my wife through this. She'd, she'd go nuts. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, if if you were up in the vehicle driving it, then who was listening underneath? Well, yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, I just had the windows cranked down, and well, it, it was the odd. 
It was so quiet, I couldn't even know the tires were spinning. Okay, so let's 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 and talk I had about it. Forty miles. Well, let's talk about it like this. If this were at the shop, I'd have it up in the air on the lift. I'd have somebody driving it up in the air, and I'd be listening underneath to the wheel bearings with a stethoscope. I, yeah. you know, oh, okay. it's 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 not what the ear is going to hear; it's what the stethoscope is going to hear. So, yep. Yep. you know, let's not let's not jump out of sequence here. It's got to get up in the air. Somebody's okay. got to drive it, and they've also got to listen. I've I've learned over the years to listen to wheel bearings while they're accelerating. So it's not yeah, just okay. get it up to thirty and let me listen. It's go to thirty, and while it's accelerating from zero to thirty, I'll listen. How does that bearing sound as it's initially placed under load? Usually. Yep. It's while it's cruising, but once in a while you actually do get a bad wheel bearing that makes more noise on the on the movement part when it's first trying to overcome, you know, sitting still versus versus going down the road and running at speed. So, yep. gotcha. you know, so let's 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 diagnose it like mechanics. Let's check fluid. Do we have any metal? Do we have any contamination in the diff? If we listen to the to both front wheel bearings, do they both sound the same? Okay. You've confirmed yep. that there's nothing loose, dust shield, there's nothing in the way, there's no foreign matter restricting against the shield, against the rotor, etc. And then if, if we take that left front and move it to the right rear, does the noise follow the tire? Okay. And let's see what that yep. does, and then yeah, coming back, true. we can talk about it some more. Yeah, the, the only thing that got me cranked up and why I needed some advanced help is that the, the frequency didn't match the tire rotation. Well, and I and I get that, but let's not listen. Yeah. Let's not put it. Let's not put an oscilloscope on the vehicle until we absolutely need to. <laughs> you, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Okay. Let's not let's not overcomplicate yeah. it, because you know, like Einstein said, keep it simple until you don't have to. Um, yeah. You know, we can always we can yeah. always make it complicated later on if you know what I'm saying. So let's yeah. let's go through basics first. I'm curious what this does more. Would you call me back and? Keep me in the loop, and yes. we'll, we'll talk again next week I or the will. week after. All right? Thank you for your patience you, with me. You're very Have welcome, sir. Day. You were fine. Bye. You're very welcome. So I wonder if his wife's name is Mindy. Morton Mindy? No, I had to get that in there. I'm sorry. Mort, I love you. I'm just kidding. So um, that would be kind of neat, right? Who'd you marry? Mindy. They'd be the M&Ms. I'm Ron and The Car Doctor, 855-560-9900. I better go now. These are like dad jokes. I'll be back right after this. The car doctor here. Let's uh, get over and talk to Paul in Minnesota. What, is that a is that a play on words, Tom? I get it. Tom's being funny. Minnesota. Tom, Paul, how are you today, sir? Alrighty, sir. It's uh, your senior master Ford guy in the Great White North. Mm. How cold is it in the Great White North today? Oh, not too bad. It's balmy. It's only a, it's about eight above, twenty below tonight. But we're out of that forty-seven below mm. from two weeks ago. Yeah. But anyway, it's been very amusing. Mm. Yeah, I can say. I can imagine. Um, I can imagine. Well, first off, I got one for your friend. Uh, I think he was in Vermont with his old Ford pickup. Sure, George. Top. I of have the another hour. source. Yep. Yeah, go ahead. What is Max. it? Max. M A C S Max. I think they're in New York State, but if you got Model T through about 1980, any Model Ford, they've got everything. Max M A C S. Yep, yep. Been uh, around forever. Uh, go online. If he's not online, tell him to go to the local library and get online there and get a catalog for your model vehicle. It's a party. Really. Interesting. Yep, I, 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 I redid a 50 Ford pickup from them. Huh. All right. 
All right. Yeah, well, you know, that's what this show's about, man. It's like everybody's everybody's got a, a, a trick up their sleeve, a way to do it. So that's that's great. I oh, yeah, they're it. good, and their prices are right, and yeah. the service is excellent. Cool. Cool. Um, uh, that's I like that. Let me ask you a question, Paul. I've been looking for. Go ahead. I've been I've been looking for a while. Ford IDS. Oh. Uh, they don't they don't really make a, they don't really make any great training material available for that tool, do they? Uh, the only training, of course, is corporate. Right. And you have to be in that loop to get it. And they had uh, both excellent web course and then also a school course on it. But they don't make great reference material available. You know, there's not a lot of books. No. There's not a lot of instructional information. It's it's Everything gets no. pieced together yeah. here and yeah, there. They, yeah. they, they, they're holding that very close to the vest. And, yeah, uh, yeah I've heard that before. Yeah. Um, it's really difficult to, I've been to, I've been to a few motorcraft classes put on and, you know, they go through it and they explain it. They don't give out a lot of information. They, no. you know, it's, I'm not sure, I'm not sure if we're guarding the Norden bombsite or if we're just trying to, you know, we just, we just don't, um, you know, but it's, 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 it's a shame. It really is. Um, yeah, no, it's an excellent, excellent tool. Uh, but yeah, there, I, they're really, they got both arms around it. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. So, oh, I got a quick one. Yeah, go ahead. I got a quick one for you. I need your, I need your assistance on this or your ideas. Go ahead. And this, this uh, bloomed up here when we were hitting the 40 below more. EcoBoost pickups gets that cold. The vehicles would chill completely and the cooling system would lock down. We've done ther they've done thermostats, water pumps, everything else. Nothing fixes it. Of course, now it's like maybe twenty below at night, and it doesn't come back. When you say chill down, you mean the cooling system would actually start to freeze? Yes. Well, not freeze. They 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 lower the lower hoses would be ambient temperature. You'd lose heat in the cab. It wouldn't quit running. But if then you drive it, they'd come out of it. But if you leave it idle, they—I I call it—just lock down. Did you say this? You watch the temperature gauge go to cold. Did Did you say and, this was the you know, diesels or this I, I was gas? People up here to put put a winter front on it or something like that. But again, thinking about the EcoBoost on early on had a lot of intercooler issues yeah. for the turbo. But now, cooling system, what's going on? And then you call, uh, I've had, because uh, I'm retired now, but I'm telling a couple of techs I know here and around the state, I'm like, well, call, uh, call the uh, engineering line, you know. And everybody's like, uh, nope, we don't, uh, what? And we don't understand this. You know? Well, you know, are, are we talking diesel or gas or both, Paul? No, just, just, just the uh, 2.7 and the 3.5 EcoBoost in okay. the pickup only. You know, would it would it help if I'm understanding the problem correctly? Would it help if we had a block heater? Uh, and, oh yeah, and they, yeah, up here, yes, they plug them in, but that's it. You, they're taking it out. And they're using the vehicle. They come. They leave it idle, and it's 40 below. Come out. There's no heat. Temperature gauge is it cold. It's still running. You check the lower hose, and you can freeze your hand on it. It's like the circulation in the engine completely shuts down. And and you know why it'll be so hard to get an answer for that to get fixed? 
as sad as it is? Oh, yeah, well, because, you know, because you gotta have it, it's got to be 40 below. <laughs> well, well, no, what I'm thinking is because look at the, look at the amount of the population in Minnesota and, 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 and the upper states there, and then, you know, it's, it's a small percentage of the population versus the guy in Florida doesn't care. The guy in California yeah, doesn't care. The there's guy in, no demand for a fix. Right. There's no demand for a fix. So until people, you know, re, you know, get up with it. And I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, gee, why can't we put some sort of block heater or wrap the heater hose in some sort of electric blanket device and tie that into the block heater when you tie it in? You're heating the hoses. You're heating the block. And, you know, maybe we should invent something. Uh, we could all just move to a warm climate and be done with it. Um uh, you know, but that's what I would be thinking about. I would be thinking about, you know, a way to keep things warm. Um, yeah, you know. and, and again, too, when you're wearing, wearing that uh, scenario up here, because now I'm working part-time at an auto parts store, uh, big big failures, batteries, alternators, starters, wiring issues. Yeah, uh, yeah people, uh, don't, people don't realize hydraulic the, the extreme. Pr- yeah. Hydraulic pressure lines blowing up, you know. People don't realize the damage that the hydraulics or that the that the extreme cold weather does and, you know, what it can do in terms of making the vehicle's operation a, 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 that much more of a hardship. Um, so, but, yeah, absolutely. Paul, listen, I got to go, but I appreciate the conversation. As always, sir, a pleasure to hear from you. Stay warm up there, and we'll talk to you again soon. 855-560-9900. Ron and Andy, the car doctor. We're back right after this. Back, Ron and Andy, the car doctor. Let's get over and talk to Tim in Florida. Tim, welcome to the car doctor, sir. How can I help? Hey, how's it going, Ron? Good. What's going on? Hey, so um, just want to call and give a shout out. Um, I, my good friend of mine, had a 2010 Toyota Tundra, and um, so he was having some problems. A couple check engine lights, some codes came up, and for a startability code, a couple codes about the air air pump and things like that. And anyway, I'm kind of a backyard mechanic, so okay. I've always learned to just kind of throw parts. I've been listening to you for a while now. And um, thank you. Yeah, you've taught me a lot. And so I uh, I was looking at it, and he was going to have to replace the entire air thing, that whole, whole system at the mechanic shop. And I told him, I was like, I don't know. I mean, I've got this guy I listen to on the radio, and he always says, uh, when's the last time you changed your battery? So he told me it was 2014, so I was like, well, let's do a load test before you get into it. And uh, it, it turned out being the battery. Uh, we did a load test. The load test failed. He replaced the battery. His truck was in limp mode and everything. And uh, we replaced the battery, and it was great, $100 battery, and truck runs great now. It just kind of blew my mind, but I would have never thought without listening to you as much as I do, I would have never thought to ever even try the battery. I got, I got to tell you, Tim, batteries are everything, and... <sighs> Listen, I, I had this conversation. I'll, t- I'll tell you a quick story. Fella came into the shop this week, and and he, his friend brought him in. And frankly, we're so busy in the shop. I told him, I said, "Listen, I'm not taking any more projects right now. I'm trying to dig out from the pile of cars that I have." So I, I listened to the story at the counter, and he's telling me about his 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 F-150 that has this running problem that mechanics can't fix. And during the course of the diagnosis, he's 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 telling me about the parts he changed. And I said, "But tell me what's good." You know, what did you test? And he didn't test anything. Well, he tested a few things. He told me the fuel pressure was four inches. And I went, four inches? What the hell is four inches? And like this, I swear to God, he goes, 
Well, let's see. He goes, the Schrader valve is here, and he's got his hand on the on the on the counter, and he said, when I push down on the Schrader, the fuel comes up, and I go, wait a minute, you're telling me you tested fuel pressure by pushing down on the Schrader, and by how high it, it squirted up, that's your measurement for if it's good or bad. He goes, yeah, what's wrong with that? He said, that must mean there's a lot of pressure there. It shot up four or five inches. I go, dude, five pounds, 30 pounds, it's still going to shoot up. I said, if, if they wanted it to be measured in inches, they would have given you a ruler, you know, instead of a fuel pressure gauge. So, you know, I kind of, uh, listen, I've heard this before. It's not the first time. A lot of guys are by the inch, foot pounds or fuel pressure mechanics. But the point becomes, tell me what's good. You know, what did you test? Don't sit there and say, I think it's this, I think it's that. Do what you did, all right? Well, could it be a battery? Yeah, listen, it could be. Um, I, I had this conversation with my friend Chris Lewis. Chris is a national trainer now. We used, we used to work together side by side for many years. We just, uh, we just had a great conversation this week about diagnostic routine. And we're all victims of it, right? We all, we all, we're all in a hurry. We all, we, it's going to be a lot of money. We don't want to do this. We don't want to do that. What's your diagnostic routine? What's the first 10 things you check when a car has a problem? And, you know, are you doing that? And uh, listen, um, four diesels, all right, will develop a hesitation, and they won't run well, and they'll have all kinds of running issues. And if I tell you that the intake air temp sensor on certain Ford diesel trucks is located, are you ready for this? In the passenger side mirror. <laughs> all right? At right. And how many of these vehicles I fixed because, you know, I, I, I'm telling you, the truck comes in, it doesn't run right, and you look at it and you go, why is the mirror on the right side slightly different? You talk to the customer, well, I had this, I was in an accident, and I took it to a body shop, and I had him change the mirror. And you say, well, did the problem happen after? Oh, yeah, you know what, now that you mention it, yeah, when I got it back, it just didn't run right, and the check engine light came on. Because the aftermarket mirror, and we've, we've actually proven this a couple of times, the aftermarket mirrors, depending upon what the poor, how poor of a quality they are, the sensors can be anywhere from 10 to 40 degrees different in terms of calibration. They're just horrible. Uh, you know, so you're starting to look at trucks now. I look at trucks, and I go, yeah, that's got a new mirror. Look. It's going to be this, and it is. It's just, um, yeah. what did you test? Tell me what's good. Tell me what you tested. So, right. Listen, and that's, go ahead. No, uh, yeah, that's, and that's what I talked to him about. And once again, all because of listening to you. Um, but yeah, same thing. I was just like, well, let's find out. Go with the cheapest thing first, the most simple first would right. be a battery. And right. then if that passes, then we'll go from there. And, End up working, so I really appreciate you, and I uh, I really enjoy listening. I've learned a ton listening to you. Oh, I'm glad I really to, appreciate it. You know what, Tim? I'm glad to be here for you. I I sit here and I think: Am I doing the right thing? Sometimes am I giving out the right information? Is it enough information? Can I make it simpler? Can I make it? Unfortunately, the job behind the microphone and the counter is getting tougher every week because the complexity right. of the car is just getting tougher every week. It's right. it's and you know. The, the, the tougher it gets, the more I dig in, and the, the further I go into the bag of tricks where I say, you know what, we got to get back to basics. Show me what's good. So, And right. listen, whether, you're, whether anybody believes it or not, I'm in school two, three times a month. I'm still going back to classes after doing this 40-plus years, and I'd be doing a disservice if I wasn't. 
And I, I think that you're constantly training in this business, the, the evolution. I read a report the other day that General Motors is predicting. Now, now think about this, and then I'll let you go. The technology we're going to see in the next five years in automobiles, both in you know what the car can do and the technology to repair it, is going to be more than the previous 20. Think about That's that. terrifying. Yeah, that kind of is, right? It makes that 72 Monte Carlo look all that much more desirable. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, but it's... It's just, it's just a, it's just a, it's a crazy field. It really is. Mm-hmm. So, Tim, I appreciate the call, brother. And um, you take good care and have some fun down there in Florida this weekend. All right. All right, sounds good. Thank you, Ron. You're very welcome. Eight five 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 six zero nine nine zero zero. The car doctor's coming back right after this. Welcome back. Ron and the car doctor. The phone number is eight five 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 six zero nine nine zero zero. No more calls this hour, but if you want to call next hour or if you want to call and leave a message, eight five 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 six zero nine nine zero zero. For the next live broadcast, we've got one more live hour this week, but the uh, point becomes eight five 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 six zero nine nine zero zero. Has a twenty four hour messaging service on it, and Tom Ray, executive producer, chief cook and bottle washer. No phony, not a bunch of baloney. The real deal. He's quite the steal. We'll call you back and get you in the next live queue. Tom, write that down. That was a good, I, I did that right that time. Whew. Let's do a quick piece of email. Ron, you know, I was reading this email, and I'm thinking, where are we going here? I purchased a 2018 Ford F-150 with 9,000 miles on it. On the day we were to take delivery, the check engine light was on. Boy, there's dealer efficiency. Dealer scanned and stayed, and I don't mean all dealers. I'm just saying, how'd you like to be the guy selling this one? Yeah, buy the truck with the check engine light on. It's okay. Dealer scanned and stated they had to replace injectors. No problem. But after the work was completed, there was a strong gas smell. I was called to pick up the truck the next day. Not fixed, still gas smell. Four times I was told the truck was ready. Four times, still smelled gas. I've now given the truck back. Asked after a week if they had it fixed. Answer, nope. By the way, 2.7 dual turbo engine. I bought a Chevy now. Any ideas, Kevin? Yeah, Kevin, uh, you know, listen, if if any place is going to sell you a car and the check engine light's on, guess what? They're idiots, all right? I mean, there's something wrong with them. That's not any way to do business. And if, if, if they don't know how to sell the car, it wouldn't be a surprise that they don't know how to fix the car. So I've got a vehicle with a fuel smell. I can't find it. How about we hook up a fuel pressure gauge? Hook up a fuel pressure gauge, do a leak down test, start the engine, let it run, look at fuel pressure, fuel pressure's good, shut it off. Does fuel pressure bleed down right away? If the system holds pressure, it's not a leak. It's residue fuel somewhere, or it's something that's leaking before the pressure measurement is taken. All right? Second thought, do they have a five-gas engine analyzer? Fuel is hydrocarbons. Raw fuel will indicate hydrocarbons. Could they take a five-gas probe and sniff around the top of the engine looking for where the hydrocarbons are the strongest? Perhaps it's down in a well somewhere that nobody can get to. Perhaps it's leaking into a well that nobody can get to. Basic diagnostics, man. I'm sorry you had to go through that. Chevy's a nice truck, too. You'll be happy with that. And, um, you know, if they ever do fix it and you want to give us, give us a call and let us know what they really did. I'm Ron Anita, the car doctor. The mechanics aren't expensive. They're priceless. Everyone. 